Hello everyone, welcome to Podmas Day 10. And if you were here with me yesterday, we were talking about why you should not be using commercially copyrighted music in your videos online. That could be YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And one of the points that I was making in there is that none of us are Casey Neistat. We're not getting all of these big companies asking us to put music in our videos. So it actually got me thinking about a topic that I had wanted to dive into today, which is it takes a village, but does it always take a team? What do I mean by that? So there are certain times when I look at, I know you guys do it too. You look at someone's Instagram feed, you look at someone's Facebook page, you look at someone's YouTube channel, and you're just like, man, my stuff does not look as good as that. It doesn't look as beautiful, as polished, and you have this defeatist attitude, right? But here's the thing. A lot of these channels that you're checking out, you know, they have these huge teams behind them making that person look good all the time, and that person's job is to look good all the time. So they have this entire orchestrated team that have been put together, pieced together to present the best image possible. And it does make you envious. And sometimes it does make you feel like I can't do this because I can't keep up on all of these social media platforms. I don't have enough content to post beautiful pictures all the time in a perfectly colored theme. I can't do this with my photos. And it can also drive you to the point of comparison so much that you're just like, I can't do this. I just, I have to stop. And so if you've ever been in that situation, I want to tell you why your stuff does not look like their stuff. Insert X person's name here. Okay. There is a reason why your stuff does not look like their stuff. And we're just going to get into some of those reasons right now. This is just a eye-opening, this happens in the world type of episode so that hopefully you can walk away from it saying like, hey, maybe I'm just doing this as my side hustle and I have got a full-time job and I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm doing everything I can and it's more than enough, okay? Given your situation, your circumstances, it's more than enough what you're doing. Can we all do a little bit more? Sure, but what you're doing is enough. So let's talk about who is involved in a large content creators arsenal of people, okay? So one of the first things that they may start getting, they're gonna get themselves an editor. And if you think about how much time you are are behind a computer and maybe it's, you know, you're really good at it, maybe you're fast at it, whatever. There are a lot of people out there who are, are not, they don't mind shooting it, but they don't wanna put it together. So sometimes once you start getting some extra money, one of the first things that people will do is like, okay, I'm just going to make these videos, shoot them as quickly as possible. I'm going to have someone else chop them all together and edit them. And maybe I'll just do the final glance on them, right? So they've got an editor who knows their style and understands the types of cuts they use, the kind of transitions they use. And you feel bad about yourself because you think I cannot get out as much content as this person. And it looks consistently good. It's okay. They have an editor. Okay. So maybe that's one thing right there. Now, the next thing, You are so jealous of their beautiful thumbnails, right? Here's something else. Sometimes an editor, they're also going to hire out a graphic designer. That is the person who's going to put together all of the visuals that you are going to see. Everything that you see that's perfectly done with a perfect filter and the perfect color grading, sometimes they're hiring someone to do that for them and run their social media feeds even as far as that. Sometimes it's not even the main person who's putting the photo up. 
Sometimes it's their assistant who's doing it or their social media manager who's doing it or X person on their team that's doing it. It's not always them. So when you see them out there snapping away and doing all of these amazing things, sometimes when they go home and take a million pictures, it's not them that is posting it later, but it is them hopefully that is commenting on them later. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so now they have a team, they have an editor, they have a graphic designer. Okay, you're going to get a little bit bigger. You're going to start to get approached by MCNs or multi-channel networks, you know, and so some examples of these are Defy, which recently went under, right? There's Reward Style, there's Full Screen, there's BBTV, there's a whole bunch of different MCNs. And usually they are going to try and lock you into a year two contract. They're going to promise you, you know, that if you sign with us, we're going to give you, you know, free music through Epidemic Sounds. We're going to give you more exposure. And in exchange for that, maybe be able to bring you brand deals, something like that. And for exchange, you are going to give up a percentage of your AdSense revenue. So you're not necessarily paying them out of pocket, but you are paying them out of your monthly earnings. So there's that cost associated with it. All right. So there's an MCN that's involved sometimes. And sometimes they're going to have an entire library of people that are invited to certain events because the brand or the MCN is putting on this event. So of course they want to make it look well populated with all, all of their big, bright, shining stars. I hope that makes sense. So you've got an MCN there. Then as you get larger, you may even get a channel partner from YouTube, which is assigned to you to check in with you. I don't know, depending on how large your channel is once a month or maybe a couple times a month, just saying, hey, you on, are you on the right track? Are you kind of seeing something in your analytics? They're just kind of um, bumper lanes every once in a while. Looks like you're doing pretty good. All right, yeah, I'll check in with you pretty soon. Then as you get going, maybe you get big enough to think, you know what, what I need, I need a manager. So that is another reason why all of these teams are starting to build, okay? Now they have a manager. A manager is gonna go out there and they're gonna be looking for those brand deals. They're gonna be negotiating the contracts. They are going to be then trying to get more money in the salary negotiated because they get paid on a percentage and they need that person to do well so that they do well. Does that make sense? They are more of the in the trenches with you. They're holding your hand. This is your day-to-day person that you should be talking with and communicating with, okay? Then another reason why you're seeing these people walk red carpet events, go to certain celebrity type things, it's because they have an agent, okay? And because they have an agent, they're getting to rub elbows with all of these popular things. And when you're seen in the public eye, the more you're seen, the more you become relevant, the more people need you at other events. You know what I'm saying? That's when you start to see YouTubers at the Grammys and at movie premieres and weird things like that, right? Things that they don't even necessarily, you're like, does this make sense? Well, they have an agent or a manager that is getting them in front of these places, right? You get up a little little bit larger and then you're going to bring in a publicist because you have a big launch that's coming up with a merch company. You have a new launch that's coming up for a new series or channel or collaboration, or you're on a new television series and you want to be in a magazine article talking about your experience. You're, you know, you're putting out a, a new book. You're putting out a new set of merchandise that's going to be sold everywhere in some Target or something like that. 
that's when you get a publicist to shout you out to all of these places and get you in all of the magazine articles. A publicist is usually someone you're going to have to pay um, upfront as opposed to a lot of the other people who end up taking a percentage out of your paycheck. Okay. So now we have a publicist and we have a manager. We have maybe a channel partner. You got your MCN. All of a sudden you start seeing these big things come up, right? You might need an agent. How is an agent different than a manager? You might say, right? An agent is maybe not as in the trenches as the manager is. And they're a little bit higher. They're flying around. They're looking for that big, better deal for you that can I get you in a movie? Can I get you into some nationally syndicated television show? They're looking for stuff like that. um, That is a little bit more sometimes larger picture like, oh, you want to have your own hair care product one day. You want to make your own makeup company one day. They're thinking about some of those larger goals. How can we network you with the right people, get you in touch with the right stuff to do that? And that's a lot of the time what an agent is going to be doing for you. Then when you start thinking, gosh, I have a lot of contracts and I've got a lot of things going on. I've got a lot of brand deals. I better start looking at these contracts a little bit more so I know what I'm allowed to say, what I'm not allowed to say. How many minutes does this item have to be in the video? You know, then you start hiring a lawyer because a lawyer is reading all of your contracts and negotiating and then trying to get you out of contracts or, you know, trying to see what you do and do not have to do. That's a lawyer. Okay, so then maybe the last person you're going to bring into the mix because all of this stuff is going on, you might hire a personal assistant. That might mean running your social media, might mean running and getting your dry cleaning and helping you with the day-to-day stuff, making sure apartment's clean, making sure your dog is walked, all of that stuff so that you can continue on with doing what you love, which is creating and being you know, a content creator. So now you got the person helping you, right? You've got your videographers and you got your editors. They're helping you make all your content. You've got your brand managers and your everyone else on the team is helping you, finding you deals. And when you're by yourself as a one person show, you don't have anyone helping you do all this. So if you think about this, why does, you know, a certain YouTube star travel with five to 10 people with them? It's stuff like this. Okay. And You cannot feel bad about yourself or where you're at because you don't have 10 people working for you that all know that if you get paid more money, they get paid more money. And the reason I'm trying to go through this point and illustrate it is I see a lot of people comparing like, oh my gosh, this person has 8 million subscribers and they get to be at movie premieres. And if I just keep making videos, um, you know, I'm going to be afforded all these same opportunities. And you're probably not. And the truth is... I'm not telling you all of this stuff to make you feel bad. If anything, it is supposed to make you feel better, okay? No one person can do what those people can do. They have an entire team behind them, helping them be more successful. So I guess I just want to keep stressing and reiterating to you, because you have 300 subscribers or 3,000 subscribers or 30,000 subscribers and you don't have this team yet behind you, You have to be proud of what you've done, how far you've gotten, and the fact that you've done it by yourself. And it's amazing what you have done. So just the fact that you've created something and put it online, you're a creator. And that's where all of those people who have millions of subscribers started from. They started with, I have an idea, I want to get it out on the internet to share with the world. And then after making enough videos, having enough articles, 
doing enough interviews, whatever it is, they had more people want to keep following them. And it's only because of that that they needed to start building a team because they couldn't do it yet all themselves. I just, I hope that goes to show you that it does. It will take an entire village and all of that sells the dream that being a full-time YouTuber is so glamorous and so like everything you want it to be. And I just want to tell you, it's a lot of work, but if you keep working at it, you're going to find that those types of things, you're going to start seeing that you might need them the more and more success that you have. So I'd, I just don't want you to be discouraged that some of these opportunities haven't been afforded to you yet, or, you know, it just seems so unattainable. It's just, that's just where they're at in their journey. And you have to respect where you are in your journey. And if that's what you really want, you're going to get there. You just have to keep hitting publish and keep sharing what you love with the world. Thank you for checking out Podmas day 10. I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's going to wrap it up for today's Podmas episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed our time together, I would love it if you gave a five-star review on whatever listening platform you are tuning in from. I do not take our time together for granted. I know you could be anywhere and listening to anyone and you chose to spend your time with me and I really appreciate that. I will see you in a Podmas episode very soon. Thanks guys. Bye.